I'm San Francisco Chronicle columnist Heather Knight, and you're listening to Fifth and Mission. Are you staying out past 10 p.m. or leaving home before the crack of dawn? Your life could change starting Saturday when a new curfew for most of California goes into effect. It's the latest attempt by Governor Gavin Newsom to curb the coronavirus spike that's hitting the state. Health reporter Aaron Alday is here to discuss what it means and whether it will work. Aaron Alday, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me again, Heather Knight. You're one of my very favorite guests. Always a pleasure. And you have some big news today. What did Governor Gavin Newsom just do moments ago? Moments ago, Governor Gavin Newsom, he essentially put 95% of Californians under curfew. Um, so he uh, he announced um, a, what is essentially a shelter, a shelter in place order, um, but it's just limited to certain hours. So overnight hours, 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. And it's technically for only the 41 counties that are in this this purple kind of most restrictive tier, which which is essentially a watch list. It just means that their their cases are climbing out of control. Um, but those 41 counties add up to 95% of the, the state population. So it's basically he put the state under a curfew. Right. And it starts Saturday night, right? It starts Saturday night at 10 p.m. Um, and it goes for a month. Okay. And people can move about again at 5 a.m. it looks like. So it's yes. a seven-hour curfew starting at 10 for a month. That was some good math, Heather. <laughs> Unusual that a journalist can do that. Right. Um, we should note, actually, that, you know, even though this is the vast majority of the state, um, three Bay Area counties are not part of this curfew at this time, including San Francisco. So San Francisco mm-hmm. is not included. So you're welcome, Heather, to go. I and can still go do whatever you 10, want. Because that's totally what I'm doing all the time. We're going to talk later about how we never go yes. past 10 anyway. Um, so what what is allowed and what is not allowed during these seven hours? So we're still like kind of getting exactly the details on that. But but basically, at this point, everybody should f- be pretty familiar with, with shelter in place and what that was. And and so it's just these non-essential what they what they call non-essential activities. So, you know, it's easier to define what you can do. So you can still go shopping if you need to after 10 o'clock. That's something that comes up. Um, <laughs> that you never can, comes up. <laughs> you can pick up like uh, carry out if you're ordering carry out from a restaurant. You can take your dog for a walk. You can uh, go for a run. Like, you know, you can do those things that are considered essential um, between those hours. But anything that, that's non-essential, you're just not supposed to do. I think a lot of this is just, like I said, people should be familiar with this by now. We know what what that is. And it's, you know, a lot of this is sort of honor system. It's, it's if you... If this is non-essential, if this is not something you need to be doing, then stay home. Mm-hmm. Basically, go back into March mode and just don't do any of the things you weren't supposed to do. Yes, exactly. Back then, between yes. these hours. Okay. Yeah. Um, and pe- essential workers, just to review, can can go to work. I also read that um, restaurants, if they've already started serving people outdoors, they can finish up, right? Yeah, I had not heard that. So you're ahead of me on that one. But that would I might be wrong. That would, <laughs> I mean, they're not I guess they're not just gonna like kick people out. And it's really hard to say, like, when do you do the cutoff for that? So that would make sense. Yes. Like, yeah, you know, I'm not expecting there's going to be a lot of like really strict policing of this right out of the gate. Um, I mean, I think they're mostly just, you know, they're, all of this comes back to we're just trying to slow things down. We're seeing this really crazy explosive growth in cases that's across the state, across the country. And, you know, anything they can do to kind of keep people from socializing, to keep people, you know, at home and away from others um, is is basically what they're looking for here. Yeah. It seems like this might be an effort since cases are rising among young people in particular to stop partying and 
That's kind of what I wondered too. I don't teenagers think teenagers and people that. in their 20s are doing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's my take. Um and curfews have become more of a common tool lately. It looks like New York City's done it. Los Angeles County had already done it. And some places in Europe are doing it. Is this just sort of throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks? Or um, what's your read on why curfews are becoming more of a thing? I think it is somewhat of what you just said, the kind of just just trying everything. One, you know, one thing we should point out is 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 the governor and and the public health officers are really trying to avoid another full lockdown. I mean, they they do not want to shut things down entirely. And again, they don't want to put us in another shelter in place. So I think what we're seeing is just, you know, more and more kind of inching towards that and hoping that, you know, this this gesture will sort of do the trick that they'll start seeing things headed in in the right direction. Um, of course, you know, as people point out, it takes a while to see the effects of things like this. So we won't, even if this is effective, we won't know it. We won't see it reflected in the cases for a couple of weeks. So, you know, I think what they're just seeing is it just everything's, the numbers are just looking worse and worse every day. Um, yeah. so like you said, this is something that we've seen in other places. Um, I think it, you know, in New York and in Los Angeles, I think it was, like I said, an attempt to sort of stave off that shelter in place order to kind of inch closer to that. I think other European other countries in Europe and elsewhere have tried to just because they didn't want to do a shelter in place order or, you know, I'm not sure exactly what their thinking is. But I will say, you know, and we we had a reporter write about this today, but um, it's sort of the science isn't real clear on whether these work. Um, it's you know, there isn't really much data on that. Um, we don't, so we don't really know if they're that effective. Um, and, and the governor already did like pretty much immediately got a lot of pushback on, on this particular order. Um, you know, mostly from, from kind of his, some of his communities in the state that already have sort of had problems with the shelter, the previous shelter in place orders. Mm -hmm. So they've been pushing back, but, you know, San Mateo, Mateo County, you know, came out today or, or one of their their supervisors, I believe, or local representative and and said, you know, this is this is not there's no science here. This is not something we should be doing. Um, so I think that there is there are some reservations on that. But, you know, again, I mean, you could say that, frankly, about a lot of the pandemic response. You know, this is the first time in modern history any of us have been through this, including our public health officers, including our governor. So I think we've seen that throughout this pandemic they're trying things and saying, let's see, let's see if this works. Let's see if this this will kind of do the trick or at least help. We'll be right back after a short break. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited Chronicle access at sfchronicle.com slash pod. I'm just curious, I know, um, just thinking out loud, uh, why would somebody be convinced by a curfew not to go to you know their friend's party if they weren't supposed to be going to their friend's party already it seems like the behaviors that they're trying to curb are already not allowed under the health orders and that's so- kind of what i was thinking too i'm like i don't i don't know how this plays out because it's like yeah we've seen you know i know we've had like frat parties have been sort of a thing or house parties or people doing you know certain gatherings and it's like they know they're not supposed to be doing that <laughs> yeah um it's pretty clear and i haven't heard of like cops coming and breaking them up in the night because you know they're disobeying health orders um so that's not really been a thing that's happened so yeah i am a little unclear on on what's going on there i will say 
on the other side of that, you know, one thing that several people have pointed out to me is we're seeing a lot of transmission happening now from very small gatherings. So not mm-hmm. like parties, not the things that we're thinking about that happen after 10 o'clock, but, you know, just like two households getting together and getting mm. a little lax. Um, and I can see how that would be, you know, if you are thinking, well, I'm going to go over to my friend's house and have a glass of wine at 10 o'clock and, you know, kind of unwind on a Friday night. And, hey, we're going to get a little bit... Um, you know, forget to put our mask back on or or things like that. You know, this might be that reminder, you know, just those aren't allowed. Like, just don't be mm-hmm. doing things like that. And, you know, maybe it is like people do drink more often at night, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. like I said, I, I think that the science is pretty slim here. I think it certainly is worth people saying, look, we don't know that this is something that's going to work. I, I think we're all sort of a little skeptical. But like I said, this, like I said, they're they're just trying whatever they can to, <laughs> yeah. to get this thing reined in. So can you review what the numbers are looking like today? You know, um, obviously, things are really bad if curfews are being implemented. Right. I think, um, you know, there are a couple of factors that are really sort of concerning them. Um, you know, what we're seeing is this positivity rate. So this is sort of that the number of, of tests, coronavirus tests that come back positive has been inching up really pretty steadily um, in recent weeks. So we're now at 5%, which is kind of according to the World Health Organization, like a cutoff point. Like when you get to 5%, that means you're you're kind of in trouble um, and you really need to like take pretty aggressive actions. Um, just this is, you know, globally kind of understood to be a real problem area. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've That's also- That's statewide, you mean? So this is statewide. Exactly. Okay. It's it's mm-hmm. crept up to 5% and it was down to like three and a half percent or below that oh, wow. um, just a couple of weeks ago. Um, and we've also seen the the daily case counts, um, both in the state and the Bay Area. I think they've pretty much doubled since the start of the month. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we talk about with this virus, we talk about this exponential growth is the problem. And what that means is just how fast that those case counts, like that number is increasing day to day and week to week. So, you know, doubling in a couple of weeks like that is is pretty remarkable. And that's that's not a good path to be on. And what you yeah. know, the governor has said, what others have said is that we're looking at our steepest, you know, slope up um, since this whole thing started. So we're in a steeper mm-hmm. trajectory now than we were in the summer surge, certainly steeper than we were back in March. Um And so all you have to do is like, look at those, look at those lines. And it's just, you know, we are not on a good trajectory. And the big concern is this is all happening before we even enter the holidays and the cold season and the flu season and all that. Yeah. So what are you anticipating as a health reporter who's been following this so closely over the past many months? um, Do you think that these initiatives will be enough to scare people and people will hunker down again and we'll get this under control or... Or are you thinking more pessimistically? I probably am slightly more pessimistic. Only, only be. Oh, generally, I'm an optimist, but I'm concerned about Thanksgiving just because we've proven so bad at mm-hmm. at holidays. Um, I think mm-hmm. you and I have talked about that. That like we <laughs> yeah. just we even just, like Labor Day. I'm like I know who goes big on Labor Day. Exactly. So like we're so sucky at holidays anyway that I just can't. <laughs> I can't imagine that this is gonna go well. Um, but that being said, you know, there's been a lot of warnings about that. And like you and I have talked about, like, my family canceled Thanksgiving. I know plenty of other people that have canceled Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. people are ta- are taking this seriously. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's going to be the real test is, you know, for me, I will be watching super closely the numbers in that week or two after Thanksgiving. You know, we might start, start seeing that uptick like a week after and more likely two weeks after. But um everybody's just going to be 
paying super close attention. I talked to a doctor um, at Stanford just yesterday and she's like, I am just already obsessed with those numbers. Like Mm -hmm. first thing I look at in the morning, last thing I look at at night. And it's going to be even more so with Thanksgiving just to see what what we're going to be dealing with. Because in a hospital, they're thinking, okay, what's happening now in another 10 to 14 days is going to be in my emergency room in my ICU. Not to mention that Christmas and other December holidays are just around the Oh, yeah, exactly. That, so. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so if people haven't gotten the the message to not have a major indoor Thanksgiving dinner, then they may not get that message well, for the other holidays either. I mean, the other thing is, you know, if if we don't get our acts together, it's not out of the question that we're dealing with. We're looking at another full shelter in place. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think that certainly is on the table. It's been brought up a couple times. And, you know, it may be that that's, that's what we're dealing with. Yeah, Dr. Grant Colfax said that at the most recent press conference yeah. that I listened to. So he said that San Francisco could be under another shelter-in-place order if things don't change yep. pretty quickly. That would make for an interesting uh, Christmas, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, just when you think things are getting better. I know, exactly. So lastly, I wanted to ask you, um, when was the last time you were out past 10 p.m.? <laughs> I, know, I know. Well, that's the thing. Is I, you know, when I first heard about curfews as a, as a solution, that was the first thought that popped in my head. It was I'm like, who are these people that are, where are they even going? I know. What can you even do? What can you do? Where are you going? Like, I don't know. So funnily enough, I think, okay, this is true. The last time I was out after 10, I went camping last oh, weekend. Right. And we were playing... <laughs> We were in my sister's in-laws RV in a campground playing Uno until 11 p.m. Nice. So that was my last. That's a pretty wild <laughs> night. That was my last crazy post-curfew night. What about you, Heather? <laughs> I might have had some wine outside with a friend past 10, but that was probably like one time out of this whole out of this whole decade-long endeavor. <laughs> You don't even remember when that was. I'm definitely not um, doing much beyond like reading or watching Netflix. Do you ever um, get up before 5 a.m.? Maybe it's like. Oh, God, definitely not. <laughs> okay. Then you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. I'm not too worried about it. No. But actually, I'm in San Francisco, so this does not apply to me. I but think you, tonight, you tonight you definitely go out. Definitely changing your lifestyle. <laughs> tonight you go out and you go crazy, whatever that looks like. I don't even know what, what you can do to go crazy. <laughs> Nothing's open. (laughs) No. Well, as always, it's great to have you on the show. And thanks for um, briefing us. And good luck with this curfew. (laughs) Thank you so much, Heather. I'm definitely (laughs) going to need help with that here in Berkeley. (laughs) Thank you to Aaron Alday for joining me today, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and to you for listening. 